Hello out there to everybody listening on WBCQ, International Shortwave on 7490 kilohertz. Uh, you're listening to pre-show music right now before our ham radio show comes on. Our ham radio show is called Amateur Radio Roundtable, and it's going to start in about 15 minutes. So stand by and listen to the music, enjoy it, uh, and uh, we're glad you're listening out there on shortwave tonight, and uh, we'll see you in a little while.
Just a small town girl Living in a lonely world He took the midnight train Going anywhere Just a city boy Born and raised in South Detroit He took the midnight train
it is 8 o'clock p.m. Central Time, and it's time for us to get this uh, show on the road, guys. Hey, want to welcome everybody out there, especially for listening on WBCQ, world-famous international shortwave station out of Monticello, Maine. If you're listening on 7490, uh, we'd love to hear from you. Send us an email to tom at w5kub, tom at w5kub.com, and we're just, hey, we're low power, low power shortwave, 50,000 watts. Uh, just like to know where you're hearing us from. Uh, I, I know it gets out to various countries. I've listened to it on a, on a remote receiver out of the UK and some places like that, Mexico and places. So, hey, let us know where you are, where you're hearing this. You've been listening to about 30 minutes pre-show music. Uh, we do that uh, uh, every, uh, every night before the show starts for the first 30 minutes. Then we get into our show about ham radio. So let's just uh, kick this thing off, and uh, we're going to have some fun tonight. got a question in the chat room uh, what is the call sign and frequency of the shortwave station uh, the call sign is WBCQ WBCQ out of Monticello Maine and uh, we've been on that channel we've been on shortwave now probably about six or seven maybe eight years uh, every week and uh, our show is uh, uh, broadcast on uh, WBCQ on 7490 the frequency is 7490 kilohertz don't tune in right now. I mean, uh, well, hey, if you're watching, don't tune in right now because the show is on shortwave. We we do it on Thursdays, Thursday from five till from five until seven p.m. Eastern time. Thursdays on seventy four ninety. Uh, so uh, if you're watching the show tonight, you're not going to tune in on shortwave. But Thursday, you can tune in and listen to the show if you want to. All right, all right. So, hey, we got a lot of things to do tonight, man. Uh, well, first, let me uh, go through all the little regulars first. Uh, welcome to uh, Amateur Radio Roundtables, a show about ham radio, amateur radio. And, uh, man, we'd love for you to uh, subscribe to our channel there. Uh, I'll help you out a little. Um, I'm, I think that's pointing toward a subscribe button. Maybe if it is, uh, hit that subscribe button, please. Hit the little, uh, hit the little bell. Hit the like. Hit all those buttons if you will. There, it really helps us out a whole lot uh, to do that. Uh, join our Facebook group. Our Facebook group is is for the 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 show and for our group. We've got over fourteen thousand people in our Facebook group. And that Facebook group, well, the name of the group is really Amateur Radio Roundtable, or it is W5KUB. The, the short, quick way to get there is just in a search bar type. 
W5KUB, and we'll uh, we'll approve you just almost instantaneously to to join us here. So uh, you know, and hey, hey, for all you people, I know there's people out there. I get emails occasionally that listen to us just on our audio podcast. We're on about every podcast carrier out there: uh, iNet Radio, Google Play, iTunes. Uh, all of them they're carrying us more than I can put on this page here and every week uh, more and more people uh, carry the show so uh, hey I'd love to hear from you if you are out there listening and you do listen to the audio only podcast send us an email email to tom at w5kub.com love to hear from you alright so we got all that out of the way now let's see hey tonight we're going to have a fun show tonight man hey I got some ham hamcation tickets we're going to give away two Hamcation tickets tonight. Uh, a lucky person is going to Hamcation. And they're going to they're gonna see Glenn down there. Glenn's going to Hamcation uh, this, yep, this year. Yep, probably going to do a forum down there. Yeah. Uh, hey, Brett's with us tonight. Again, he, we're going to talk about some Black Friday deals and what's going on with Black Friday. You know, all the many years, I've never really thought much about Black Friday. And I don't know if that's something in the last few years that ham radios just got active with Black Friday or if it's always been there. Uh, but I don't know. But, hey, since we're going to talk about it tonight, I was looking around the Internet, and I, I see a lot of Black Friday stuff on there about advertising ham radios. Uh, next week, boy, next week we've got we've got a great segment lined up next week. Uh, Chuck Hurley, uh, K1TLI. Uh, is going to be with us and talk about restoring vintage equipment. He does some great uh, restoration of vintage uh, equipment. Uh, that's going to be really cool there. Uh, let's see. Boy, let's see. Hey, I want to talk to you tonight about a component tester that I got off eBay. I've had it a while, but I, I took it off the shelf and dusted it off a while ago. And I just want to show it, show it to you again and kind of demonstrate it, show you what that does. W5KUB113, we'll get an update on that. We've been flying now for 411 days, I think, 411 days. And let me tell you guys, I'll explain it later, but it is in a minefield right now. Uh, I don't know if it's going to last another a week or two. It is in a minefield, but it might make it. It, it surprised us. So we got all those things we're going to talk about tonight. Um, hey, Thanksgiving's coming up, man. That is my favorite holiday of the year. Thanksgiving is. Uh, man, I love my chicken and dressing. Oh, man, every year. Mm. Chicken? Uh, yeah, we have chicken and dressing. We don't have the turkey dressing. We have oh, chicken man, and got to do the turkey. Well, I eat mostly just the dressing. I don't go that much for the chicken part, you know. But, man, I love the dressing, man. Put the gravy on it. And, well, oh, yeah. Man, I'm getting hungry. Ooh, wow. Okay, so, hey, you know, I was thinking... Maybe for the show, you know, I've got a friend that uh, joined us in our, our high-altitude balloon chase we did last year. He's got an airplane. I was thinking about throwing some turkeys out, out of an airplane. Uh, yeah. I was thinking about throwing some turkeys out of an airplane here uh, Thursday. What what do you guys think here, Brent and, and, and Glenn? What do, what do you think, man? Oh, as God, God is my witness. <laughs> <Go laughs> yeah, go ahead, Brett. As God is my witness, I thought yeah. turkeys could fly. Amen. Yeah, right, right, man. Well, they can't fly? Oh, man. Oh, well, I don't know. Well, we'll hey, I've got some little parachutes. We'll put some we'll put some uh, parachutes on them there and just let them, let them come <laughs> down, man, you know. Uh, too bad WKRP is not operating right now, but we'll try to yeah. get on we'll try to get on their station uh, for our show if we, if we, you know, if we could get on there. 
Well, Glenn, uh, how you doing, man? You got an awful big smile there. Uh, it looks like you're resting up. I don't know, man. You doing okay? Yeah, well, I've got a little bit of a respiratory infection, but doing good. Uh, as I was saying in the pre-show, I am now uh, home pretty much full-time. Uh, I no longer have to go to work. Um, still, you know, technically I'm still looking for employment and, uh, that's going to continue on. But, uh, for now I'm working from home or not working or you know what it is. Um, yeah. I'm at home looking for work. There you go. And, uh, in the meantime, we also have a new acquisition that I'll have to, to pick up here in a minute. No, Dwayne, I'm not quite retired yet. Uh, I'm in that process. I'm kind of in limbo right there. And, uh, and no, I'm not working at home. I'm looking for employment from home. And, uh, but I do have a new member of the family, like we talked about in the pre-show and I'll grab him here in a minute. And, uh, we have another, uh, top quality show Maine Coon that's joined my house. I adopted him earlier this week. <sighs> And uh, he is absolutely adorable. He is a, he's bigger than Godzilla, if you can believe that. Man, so, oh man. You're going to yeah. throw your back out. You, you no, better well, take my doctor more. said I needed to work on my upper body strength. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, this is how, I'm, you know, just a little bit of weightlifting with him when you see, and we're good. All but, right, uh, man. Yeah. All right. But, uh, I'm about to get the Arduino lab fired up. I was planning this morning and I decided that it was better that I just laid in the chair and uh, tried to recuperate a little bit. All right. Well, good. All right. Hey, uh, Brett. So what do you, what do you got going there, man? And I mean, well, we've been preparing know? for Thanksgiving, yeah. uh, buying food, getting ready to getting ready for the, the big dinner that we're going to serve to several family members. And I was up on rooftops today for maybe the last time in several weeks because there's supposed to be serious snow on Thanksgiving weekend, and it's going to get tough to get on the rooftops in Laramie. Oh, so no. I was up there putting up antennas, checking other antennas, uh, did uh, installed microwave broadband for, uh, for, for one lady in, in our neighborhood. And uh, well, that's, that's really mostly what I've been up to. And I've also been browsing, and we'll get to this later, I've been browsing the Black Friday sales, looking to see if there's any ham radio gear that I want to buy. All right. Yeah. Uh, you may even find something there I want. Hey, hey, snow coming in, huh? Well, you know, maybe Glenn's been watching the weather here. Glenn, we're supposed to have some kind of windy, bad weather come in this week, I think, aren't we? I don't know, but his name oh, is let's probably... See. This is the boy. His name is tentatively... He, Stormbringer is part of his name. Who? Stormbringer. Stormbringer? Yeah. That thing got, that thing got gloves on? He does. Look at the size of those things. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right. Yep. So, but uh, all right. Yeah, well, look, I'm, Storm, I'm keep Storm Ginger, keep Storm Ginger inside, because I think we're supposed to have some wind and some storms kind of coming up this way, but nothing like Brett's going to have. And Brett, you know, I, I know you guys get a lot of snow out there, man. It's kind of normal for you, isn't it? Yeah, well, we're at 7,200 feet, so yeah, we get a lot of snow. Oh, I thought uh, you, I thought you were going to say you got 7,200 feet of snow. 
No, no, not quite that no. much. But it, there's an El Nino this year, and that means that a whole lot of storms blow in and bring snow. In. The Midwest is going to get a ton of snow, and we are going to get yeah. more than. Well, I've been watching uh, all the uh, meteorologists on on YouTube, and they, you know, I, it look, they're talking like something's going to kind of happen here. There's some weather stuff come down, and. I think particularly in your area, they're, you know, they're, they're talking about that area too. Maybe, like you say, snow. So, I like snow. I love snow, man. I don't know. Uh, maybe we'll get a little bit. We usually get, you know, we'll usually get a quarter inch a year, you know, when you when you add it all up. So. Now, I've been more interested in what the sun's been doing lately. The solar storms the last couple of weeks. I've been looking for a clear night so I can see aurora. Oh yeah, you're up up and further uh, north, far enough that you it's gonna kind of get down near you, isn't it? You're gonna you should be able to see oh. a little bit. I'm in southeastern Wyoming, which means we don't get as much as northern Wyoming, Montana. But when you get up to a solar storm where K sub P is six or seven, then it's absolutely brilliant here. Um, so we're yeah. look at we're watching the solar weather carefully. That's the one thing I've never seen and would love to see. Yeah, that'd be kind of no, cool. I yeah, I just don't think it's gonna come down this far. We're gonna have to. No, it never does. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know. Uh, you know, the I think the magnetic field of the Earth actually affects that how it shows. You know, and uh, I saw a deal on TV this week. The magnetic field is moving. You know, and it, it, I think it's moving something like oh, I don't, I don't remember now. Maybe maybe three miles a month or something. I don't know. Uh, but it's moving. In fact, uh, they were even mentioning that it might flip. It's time for it to flip. And back, uh, you know, 400,000 years ago, the poles were flipped. And every every 270,000 years, it's, it, it normally flips north to south, south to north. And uh, uh, we're way overdue, they're saying. So I don't know. We may wake up tomorrow North may be south, and south may be north, man. Yeah. Has anybody researched the uh, atmospheric and radio aspects of a flip of the poles? Well, I doubt it, since the last one was like, like. Oh, I don't know, Tom. Like you the were last, there. The last one was like four hundred thousand years ago. I don't think yeah. it had radios back then. You were then. there. You can tell us what it was like. I was. I came in just a little after that, but we didn't have radios. We used smoke signals and and. And I don't know, flags. Flags and bearskins? Yeah, 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 we were in bearskins back then. But you know, hey, if that magnetic field keeps moving, it may bring that that those northern lights down a little bit lower, you know, at some point. It's gonna it, you know, the magnetic field of the earth does affect where those things are, I guess. I'm no scientist, so oh well. Hey, we had somebody in the chat room that surprised me a minute ago. What did he say? He said you know, I talked about WKRP, and he said WKRP with a question mark. Now, there, there's probably, let me tell you, you know, there's probably, I don't, I don't know what the age groups we have here in the show tonight, probably mostly older, you know, mid to older people. I, we may have some really young people in here. There may be people in here that, that don't even know who WKRP was, 
because yeah. how long has it been since WKRP was on? Uh, oh, man, it was like the 80s. Yeah, 30 years ago. You know, it had Howard Hessman and Lonnie Anderson. Yeah, yeah. You know, so yeah, it was mid-80s, I believe. Well, WKRP, if you're new ham, WKRP was a TV show, a comedy show, and one Thanksgiving, they, uh, for a promotion, they threw a bunch of turkeys, live turkeys, out of a helicopter. They thought they could fly, but uh, they were wrong here. And they Our, were frozen turkeys. Were they, were they frozen? No, they weren't frozen. Yes, they threw frozen. Well, I thought they said they thought they could fly. Maybe I don't remember. Yeah, no, they, they threw out frozen turkeys from the helicopter. Okay, all right. Maybe I don't remember. I'm pretty young myself. All right. All right, hey, hey, let's do this real quick. We had a number of people that said, I want to go to Hamcation. And uh, so we want to make sure this goes to somebody that said they want to go to Hamcation. Uh, that's the reason Hambot's not giving it out, because Hambot would typically probably be, you know, pick somebody out of the chat room that's not going to Hamcation. So we kind of opened this up just for those that are really going to go and use it. So we have two tickets here for Hamcation. And uh, we did the scientific scientific selection for this tonight I, I can't tell you what all we did to to uh pull up the uh, the winner's name but uh, i think it was the largest donation to the handbot maintenance fund. it was quite comprehensive what we did there uh, the uh the winner for the two hamcation tickets is david osley uh wb4 nct i don't know if i can see that or not i wrote it on here let's see david osley David before NCT. So, uh, is David in the chat room tonight? I don't know if he's in the chat room, but we will mail these out uh, to David tomorrow, and we'll get that we'll get that out to him. Because it's not that far until Hamcation, man. We're we're in November. It's coming quick, Glenn. I know it. It seems like I was just there, man. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, there oh, he is. Could... Okay, David's in the chat room. Look at there. David's in the chat yeah, room. Yeah, there he is. WB4NCT, David. Congratulations for winning the uh, Orlando Hamcation tickets. Two tickets will be sent to you in the mail tomorrow. Unless it's just raining real hard, I might not want to go out to the mailbox. No, it's supposed to be nice tomorrow. Is it? Yeah. Cold, <sighs> but nice. Glenn, I've got so many leaves in my yard. You know how many trees? I, I, you know how many how trees? You, I got major big trees around my house, and after this rain, after this rain and infection. wind, at this rain and wind we just got, I, and I just got them. I just sucked them all up out there the day before yesterday. Yeah. And after this this big wind and rain we got, they're knee deep out there, man. I mean, exactly. Whew. I raked up twenty bags of pine needles, and I don't have a single tree on my property. Oh boy. Oh man. yeah. And uh -huh. that's where I got this infection from all that dust and pine needles. I'm allergic to the pollen and stuff like that. Yeah. So. All right. Well, hey, let's uh, let's let's do something here. What time is it? Eight twenty-two. Let's uh, let's jump over to Brett and let's just talk a little about some deals. And hey, guys in the chat room, if you uh, have seen some great deals 
uh, for Black Friday. Put them in the put them in the uh, chat room. We'd like to see what they are. Uh, and uh, uh, Brett's gonna he's kind of researched this a little bit, and he's been looking around on the internet. So Brett, what what are you coming up with? Well, okay. Uh, it, Black Friday is a wonderful time to buy new gear if you're a ham. As a matter of fact, I you know I'm, I'm frequently tell new hams that uh, if they buy new gear in October, they'll regret it because a month later there's go there are going to be fantastic sales and everything is likely to be as much as twenty percent off as uh, you know from from what they what they would have paid a month before. Um, hams love raffles, they love deals, and so they love Black Friday and the ham. Over the years, the ham radio vendors have responded by having all sorts of Black Friday and Cyber Monday sales, and they all take different approaches to it. Some of them start early. Some of them, some of them wait until the actual, you know, the actual day of Thanksgiving or, or Black Friday or Cyber Monday to do it. Um, and so, finding a black, you know, finding a really good Black Friday deal it can can sometimes be an adventure. And I'm going to share my screen and show you some of what some of the major uh, ham radio vendors are doing. So let me share my browser screen if I can find it. Here we go. And we'll start showing a couple of the uh, uh, of the websites and what they've got on them. Here is the, the first one that I'm going to show is Gigaparts. And uh, they're one of the ones that started early and their deals go all the way until the very end of November. Um, they're, they're for online purchases only, and uh, they have all sorts of things. They have things like, uh, you know, things like a, a Nixie clock and uh, a, couple, you know, a couple of other things like, uh, like DMR hotspots. Uh, they have a lot of very good prices on Yesu equipment, especially HF, but also, also, some, of the, also some of the HTs. Um, and uh, they also have quite a few good deals on ICOM. And the trick is that you have to type in a, a specific code in order to get it. And so there, uh, if, you, if you go down here on the bottom, if you, if you navigate their, pay, their, their page and look at it carefully, there are codes that you have to type in in order to get the deals. But if you're clever about that, 10% off all books, 50% um, off uh, various bags, they have all sorts of things on their site, uh, you know, and and, uh, and and they may have they may actually have more as Black Friday approaches. So that you know they're they're one to watch, and they're definitely a place to visit if you're looking for Black Friday deals. Um, another one, which uh, well, unfortunately I don't know if we can still take advantage of, um, DX Commander makes the uh, makes makes the vertical multiband antennas. Um, had a sale this week, um, a Black Friday sale. On the DX Commander Classic, which is their their ba their basic multiband antenna, you have to cut all the wires to length and assemble it, but it works beautifully once you do that. And uh, they were selling it for 240 pounds sterling. And now that the pound is somewhat depressed, that's a really good deal. And they would ship for free to any place in the world. Well, Ham's got wind of this real fast, and unfortunately, the stock that they had is sold out. I don't know if they're going to offer any more. But a couple people got some great deals on this, and it's worth visiting them to see if maybe they maybe they get some more stock and they offer some more of these. Um, a lot of other antenna manufacturers are doing things. Um, here is Alpha Antenna, which makes mainly portable and tactical antennas. They have a tremendous sale on their Magloop, which uh, a portable Magloop, which is normally about uh, no, normally more than five hundred dollars, and they're selling. They're, they're, it's uh, they, they have it on sale for three ninety nine, as well as a bunch of, of folding antennas. If you're doing POTA, this is definitely a site to look at because they have some very good deals 
on antennas that are normally quite expensive. Um, another antenna vendor that's, uh, that, that's got a lot of good deals is Chameleon. They have, um, from November 22nd to November 29th, 25% off on almost everything on their site. And they're a name brand. So this is, you know, this, this may be worthwhile again to look into. Um, and uh, if you're looking for doodads to connect one thing to another, there's a company that I go to a lot for things like that, which is called Signal Stuff. And they have things like adapters that you need to connect, say, a BNC cable to an SMA cable or either of those to, you know, to a, to a different kind of connector. And uh, they've, they've got a sale on that. They're, they're basically repeating what they, they did this last year also, and they're basically repeating last year's Black Friday sale. So if you need to hook things up, maybe when you're considering putting a whole package together, they're definitely a place to look at. Um, but if you're into uh, HTs or DMRs, Bridgecom, which is always which which is always pushing DMR radios, has several Black Friday specials, and they're they've they've got bundles that include uh, HTs and then various other uh, various other equipment, and some of these deals are just tremendous. So I definitely if you're if you're into DMR, if you're looking if you're looking for an HT that has digital capability. If you're looking for hotspots, definitely look at them because I haven't seen prices like this, um, like this from them all year. Now, what about uh, what what about uh, HF radios? Well, the uh, as as I mentioned, Gigaparts has some good deal on some HF, and uh, if you're looking in particular, if you're a fan of flex radio, they have some really good deals, and some of them on are on extremely high end radios, ones that cost about ten thousand dollars each. But if you scroll down the page. There are some here on the 6400, which is a which is sort of a mid-range radio, a few thousand dollars, um, bundles with the power supply, all sorts of other things, and uh, that's definitely worth looking into. Um, they also have some bundles that include amplifiers. If you're looking to buy their amplifiers along with their radios, then you can get a good deal on that. Um, now let's see what else we have here. Oh yeah, Radiodity has a 15% off site-wide sale for Black Friday. And they've got, they, they also sell a lot of HTs and a lot of good stuff. The only disappointing thing here is that they don't include Jigu, which is one of my favorite, uh, one of my favorite little uh, HF radios. The, uh, the, in particular, the G90 is what I use most of, most of the time for FT8. So they're not discounting the Jigu stuff, but uh, they are discounting a lot of other things and, and they're worth a look as well. If you're into batteries, Power Queen which isn't one of the better known vendors, uh, but they do they they sell a lot of a lot of lithium batteries. Have some has some very good deals on lithium batteries. So if you're looking again, if you're looking to do something like Poto or Soda, you need to carry a lithium battery. They have some fairly large lithium batteries at really good prices, and and they're definitely worth a look. Now, a lot of these vendors, besides selling on their own sites, sell on Amazon. And if you go to Amazon.com and you click Black Friday up, uh, up in the menu at the top, and then you put in ham radio, there are bunches of HTs and all sorts of other things. If you just scroll down here, you can get a look. And some of these are sold directly by Amazon, but some of them are also sold by some of the same vendors I've already mentioned. For instance, Radiodity also sells on Amazon. And sometimes if you have Prime, and you get the free shipping, it's a better deal to buy from them through Amazon 
than it is to buy directly off their website, even with the 15% discount. Um, so this is as a general rule, if you're looking at buying something before you hit that buy button, check to see whether you might be able to get the same thing, even from the same vendor on Amazon, you might be able to save some money doing that. Now, um, another place to look for things which which we feel to hams. It's not strictly a ham radio site. Home Depot is having a real blowout battery powered tool sale. So if you're up on that roof trying to get them to get a mount up, if you're doing anything else, it do, it almost doesn't make a difference which brand of power tool you have. Um, if it's a battery powered tool, they have some sort of a deal on it. So they have Dewalt, Milwaukee, Ryobi. Those are probably the you know the, those are probably the big three. I, I use rigid tools and they also have discounts on that. That's exclusively at Home Depot. But uh, definitely if you want to if you, if you add to your tool collection, I'd recommend looking there because they have some fantastic deals on those. Now, there are some vendors that haven't posted, as I mentioned, their Black Friday sales yet. One of them is uh, HRO. They have some pre-sale specials, some early bird Black Friday specials, and these are worth a look. But the final Black Friday sales are not up until at least midnight. They, they told me midnight tonight. And so it's worth looking over what they have. But if you don't see what you want there, don't give up. It might be coming tomorrow or the next day on their site. Um, likewise, DX Engineering has, uh, has a hot deals page, and it is going to have their Black Friday sales on it. They don't have there's again some of the vendors think it's advantageous to 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 keep you know to keep their hand no, not tip their hand until Black Friday or Cyber Monday, um, so make sure you check these uh, them out maybe uh, maybe maybe when you're you're waiting for your Thanksgiving dinner to be served to see if they have any good deals then because most most of these uh, most of these vendors will have things up by Thanksgiving, and. Uh, I also checked while I was looking um, at uh, to see if MFJ had any special deals, and what they told me was that they're going to let their their vendors do the discounting. So uh, HRO, Gigaparts, um, DX Engineering. If you're looking for stuff from MSJ, MFJ, you won't find a Black Friday sale on uh, on MFJ's site itself, but you may find it on some of the companies that distribute them. So uh, take a look. Um, in general, though, what I'll say what I'll say about Black Friday is, before you click that buy button, always go all the way through to the final page. Look at the shipping charges, look at the handling charges, and do that on all the sites that have the that have the product you want to make sure that the bottom line is really is is really a good price. Because sometimes sometimes it'll fool you. Sometimes it'll look like a better deal, and then the shipping charge will be high. Uh, sometimes there'll be a handling charge. Uh, so always go all the way through, and uh, you know again if you don't see what you if you don't see what you want in the pre Black Friday sales, you know check Black Friday, check Cyber Monday. Uh, but if you're if you're savvy about it, and you know there's a little bit of luck involved, but mostly if you're just strategic, you should be able to get some great deals from Black Friday. Uh, so anyway, if there are any questions in the chat or any place else, I can uh, you know I can I can handle them. But uh, otherwise, uh, we can get back uh, get back to Tom. All right. Well, that was great. Uh, great information there. Uh, hey, I had I pulled up one slide. Hey, Water. Let's see who is this? Uh, Waters and Stanton. Uh, they've got. I, I saw their uh, their ad here. They're up to fifty percent off, man. Now this is a UK wow. store, but uh, you know, uh, 
they they you know if you're over there man this might be a place to check in too uh for black oh, body yeah they're, yeah they're there is that i've heard of them i've never been to their store um yeah it, i th yeah. think is it it's in london uh yeah i'm not sure exactly where it is in the, it's in england i'm not sure if it's in london or not Mm -hmm. All right. Well, hey, that that was great. Uh, anybody uh, in the chat room here? Have you have you found any good uh, uh, Black Friday deals, or maybe mm -hmm. even great deals that weren't Black Friday? And you know, hey, hey, Britt's right about check the total price, man. I mean, when I buy stuff, I tell you what, I hate paying shipping. I always go for the free shipping. Uh, uh, last, you know, last case, I might if if there's something I need and. And I have to pay the shipping, you know, I will, but uh, I always check that. Um, yeah, there is one other thing I see. I see something in the chat about 3D printers. Uh -huh. um, this is also the time of year when you can get a really good deal. If you're into DIY ham radio projects, it's, this is the best time of year probably to get 3D printers. And don't just look at the ordinary ones that use filaments because um, they're starting to have very good, very inexpensive um, SLA printers that use that, that basically grow your item out of a pool of resin, and uh, they tend to produce much smoother results than a regular than a regular 3D printer, and they're getting better and better at not spewing fumes, requiring ventilation, and they have bigger and bigger build plates on which to build things. They used to be restricted to very small objects, so that's another hem thing. Um, Micro Center is a good place to buy those, and also Amazon. Well, hey, speaking of the uh... 3D printers. Uh, I'm not sure what I would get out of a 3D printer, but unless I mean, is it easy to design something and have it printed, or do you have to go out and find something that's already pretty much you got the files for? I mean, mm -hmm. are the files complicated to build up to? I mean, if I wanted to, I don't know, if I wanted to uh, build a crescent wrench. From scratch, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to go out and find a file somewhere, but I want to build one from scratch. How difficult would that be for me? Mm -hmm. It's they all offer tools along with their printers, and they have varying degrees of, of difficulty. The hard part with a crescent wrench would be getting the gear right, getting the jaw right, 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 so that it met, it messed up with the gear. But the body of the wrench, you you could just draw that. That'd be really easy. Really. So that would be my worry that, you know, I would have to go out and download a file. Uh, I, and I know there are, are ham radio files out there for different things, you know, insulators or, or you know, radio um, brackets and things like that. But, you know, would there be something I wanted or needed, you know? So, uh, so yeah, I guess if I was just a, a genius, really smart, and knew how to really design uh, a 3D part, I might get me one, but I don't know, man. Yeah, one of the, some of the most popular ham radio projects for 3D printers are little little code keys of various kinds. Uh, I've, I've I've used I don't own a 3D printer right now, but I but I've used uh, I've used a friend's printer to to do little iambic key, which uh -huh. is kind of you know from, from a from a file that we downloaded. Um, it's, it's a lot of fun. And I guess, I guess the thing that's most useful for with projects and, you know, Glenn's probably done some that would work with this is building the enclosure for a project because there's not yeah. really, I mean, when you've got, when you've got a little raw circuit board, you know, it's not that portable. It doesn't look that pretty. It's, uh, you know, it's nice to put that in something. 
and your circuit board might be different sizes or shapes or whatever. You might need to have different buttons on it. So being able to use a 3D printer for that can really make you really produce professional results. Yeah, and That's just actually, like, yeah, I was going to say this is you know I'm going to talk about this tonight. This is a little plastic box that I had. It was just about the right size for this project, and uh, I didn't do a very good job cutting the hole in it. But uh, with a 3D printer. I could print up a box that have a nice square, uh, rectangle hole and make everything fit properly, I suppose. Yeah, well, that's I have a 3D printer, CNC machine, and laser cutter all in one machine, and it's all still in the box because I haven't had time to unbox it and play with it. That's about the change, but... Now, are, yeah. they, are they still real slow, though? Do they take, like, all night to print? Printing, project? yes. Cutting, not really. You know, okay. CNC, not really. Oh. But the printing, you have to build it up. You know, gosh, Brad, I don't know what the density is, but I mean, it's like, you know, tenth of a millimeter per pass or smaller. Wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes, it does take a while. It'll take you a few hours. You can, you know, leave it printing overnight and come back to it every couple of hours to, to see how it's doing. But uh, on the other hand, you know, there there are some there, the plastics are getting better and better. You can now print in, uh, you, you know, especially if you've got ventilation for this, um, you can now print in ABS, which is really tough. And they're finally coming out with UV, res UV resistant plastic, which you really need for outdoor ham projects. Well, plus they have conductive um what do you want to call that uh, material material yeah. that you can actually lay it, lay your own circuit board down on top of this stuff. Well, that's cool. That's cool. Hey, I was just thinking yeah. back, you know, 10, 15 years ago, what about, what about uh, printer jams? Oh man, that would be terrible for me to have a printer jam on a 3d. Yeah. yeah. You get extruder clogs and stuff from time to time. But, yeah. 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 You know, that's just kind of part of the territory. Now, yeah. the, the filament that they use in those 3D printers, to me, it looks like this uh, cord to use in your weed eater. Yeah. I mean, is it pretty similar, or is it the same stuff? It's not the same stuff, but it's quite similar. At the, at the Huntville Handfest, Gigaparts, uh, right right across from, from the booth mm -hmm. that you had, had a big display of all different kinds of filament. And, uh, you know, it, it, it looks a lot the same. But yeah. the, the properties of the plastic can be very different. They have springy plastics. They have really tough, hard plastics. Um, all oh, sorts wow. of different stuff. I guess you could probably spend a lot of money uh, with that printer, depending on what kind of like plastic. You want the soft, you want the hard, you want the springy, you want the, the red, you want the black, you want the white. You know, I guess you'd have to have a good collection of, uh, of the material. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's great. It's great for prototyping. Now, in the end, if you were mass producing something, you, what you'd want to do is take that and make, it, you know, make an injection mold. Yeah. But for prototyping, it's great, and for one-off projects, uh, you can't beat it. Uh, I saw today on the internet um, they're actually using 3D printers to build houses, and there's a. They, I was looking at a printer that was 30 foot tall. Yeah. And it was actually. It was actually going around building the wall man of a house yeah, it's just extruding concrete it was yeah. amazing yeah it's, it's a concrete pumper that uh, you know that that sort of has cnc like controls on it to you know so they can lay out your foundation one layer at a time yeah yeah oh, think man. how fast you can build a house with that kind of stuff yeah yeah well, all right well hey guys black friday it's coming and i, I guess the sales already here and uh you know 
Oh man, I I don't really think I want Glenn. I I I guess I need to order something. Black Friday. There's a few things, things I'm looking for. I'm needing a tripod and uh, stuff for my buddy pole. For my yeah. uh, field stuff. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm kind of like you. I need to fix my cobweb, but outside of that, I'm I'm set with stuff. I just need to get it out of the boxes and start using it. All right. Well, get it get it done, man. Get it done. All right. <laughs> That's the plan. Get her done. All right. We mark that off. And hey, Britt, thanks again for the Black Friday deals, man. You showed us a lot of good stuff there. All right, guys. We'll be back in just a minute. Don't go away. And um, we'll be right back. Explore the world of microwave with ICOM's new SHF portable, the IC905. This all-mode rig covers 2 meters, 70 centimeters, 1.2 gigs, 2.4 gigs. 5.6 gig bands and with the optional CX10G transceiver, it will do 10 gigahertz. This transceiver also has a few industry firsts. It's the first to support the five major general bands from VHF to SHF. The first PoE powered RF module designed to be at the base of the antenna to eliminate signal loss and the first to be compatible with amateur TV and analog FM mode. Other features of the IC905 include a large 4.3-inch touchscreen, real-time high-speed spectrum scope, easy digital mode settings, high-performance GPS antennas included, full D-Star functions, SD card slot. Aim higher and enter the world of SHF. For more information, go to www.icomamerica/amateur. All right, and we are back, and you're watching Amateur Radio Roundtable, a show about ham radio. And uh, again, if you've just joined us, and I see we've got a number of people that have just joined us, uh, hit that subscribe button for us. Please hit that subscribe button. There it is right there. I'll help you, I'll help you out again. Hit that subscribe button. Join our Facebook group. It's called W5KUB. Uh, in Facebook, W5KUB. We've got about 14,000 members there. For some reason, we're having trouble breaking the fourteen thousand. It's been sitting there, but we get a lot of we get a lot of people signing up. But then I think some of the admins are deleting some maybe some uh, uh, accounts that probably uh, aren't being used. So it kind of equals out. So anyway, help us out there. Join uh, join our Facebook group. Uh, let's see what's next here. Um. Hey guys, um, let's talk a little about DX News and uh, see some of the things going on with DX. And uh, uh, Brett, you you work in DX there? Are you a DXer? Is that? Yeah, I, I do a lot of I do a lot of digital DX because yeah. well, you can again on twenty watts I can go around the world oh, uh, yeah. using yeah. FT8. And uh, well, now that uh, the sun's so active, I'm I'm doing you know on, on most bands I can get around the world. I can I can get to New Zealand, which is as far as you can go almost from Wyoming, which is almost on the other side of the planet. Yeah, so yeah. With the digital stuff, it don't take much, man. It's it's it's, it's pretty easy there, isn't it? Uh, all right. So look, let's look at a couple of things that are happening right now in the DX uh, DX world here. Uh, we've got the uh, uh, AH2R Guam Island is on. Let's see. That's going to be on. Uh, 
Well, the 25th and 26th of November, is that right? Just two days? That's uh, interesting. But uh, everybody knows where Guam is. And let's see if I can show you. They've got some great pictures here. Just think, when you talk to them, that's, uh, that's what you're working right there. That's uh, down in Guam, down in the Pacific. You might see some dancers if you're down there. Uh, oh, there's Miss Guam right there. And let's see. What else we got? Interesting facts. There's Guam right there out in the ocean. Anybody, you guys know where Guam is. It's out in the Pacific. So uh, uh, that's uh, that's the uh, H44WA. That call sounds just really cool, man. I never worked yeah. in H44. I'm going to have to do it. Hey, the uh, the 4, um, 4W8X, how do you pronounce it? Timor Lest? Lesty? How would you, how would you pronounce that? Anybody know how to pronounce it? Is it Lesty? What's happening here? No must idea. Have it must have got an ad. Well, that would be a cool one to work too. I'm going to start looking for them this week. Uh, yeah. best, the best way to find these things is to use some of the DX, DX spot programs, you know, on your computer. And that'll tell you the frequency where they are and it'll tell you if they're up five or, or you know, whatever. And uh, uh, it makes it pretty easy to find them and find their frequency and get on there and work them. Uh, you know, without the internet, it'd be a lot more difficult. We look at the pictures here. Hey, there we go. We got a picture there. Ooh, grass huts there. Uh, this kind of reminds me of uh, when I was over in, uh, in Asia uh, back uh, 50, 60 years ago. Uh, most of the huts had that type roof, the, uh, the grass roof on them. Uh, but uh, things have changed a whole lot over where I was since then. Uh, but uh, this place is still looks like the culture is still, you know, uh, grass huts and beautiful uh, scenery there. That is your. Let's look and see where the let's see where a four X four W eight X is. There you go. There we go. There's four. Uh, that is where is that? That is. Boy, this oh, it's in, right out, out, right out of Indonesia. There, it's right above, uh, right above Australia. So that would be a cool one to work right there. Uh, uh, that's the. That that, that, that one. Be, in, that'd yeah, be that one in the Solomon Islands also would be fun. Yeah, yeah, that, that's a great one to work. Um, well, let me see. Oh, well, that one you have to work with CW. Yeah. Um, EA2, Thailand. The EA2 uh, team's going to be in Thailand, uh, 25th, 26th of November. Okay. And on, this, on their website there, they've got, a, actually, you can put your call sign in there, and that way you can search to see if you actually, if they actually work you, which is pretty, pretty cool. Uh, um, I, I remember when the Hurt Island, uh, a few years ago, when I worked Hurt Island, it was uh, interesting uh, the way their website was set up. You could actually put your call in, and and uh, it would confirm that they worked you. But this is in Southeast Asia, and uh, there there's some of the operators right there. Cool. Um, off the coast. Well, look at the water. Water is clear. Water is really nice. Where is it? Well, we know where it is. It's right next to uh, Cambodia and, and Vietnam, right there. All right, that's the, the E2A.
uh, Guernsey Island. Where in the world is Guernsey Island? It's going to be active, uh, Guernsey Island. Let's look and see where that's going to be. It's going to be active 25th, or all of them just two days, 25th and 26th. Hmm. That's the dates they're showing on this site. Here's some pictures of what Guernsey Island looks like. Yeah, that's, that's cool. Hmm, cool. Oh, we're not sure what it is. Okay, let's see where they are. All right. They are, well, where are they? Where is that? Oh. They're between uh, France and uh, England. Just right out, right out. Uh, English Channel. Yeah, an English Channel there. That's, uh, that's cool. So uh, they'll be, uh, they'll be on. That's, that'd be cool yeah. when it works. Well, I understand on Thanksgiving. I don't know if they have it on that site, but uh, someone's doing uh, someone's doing Greenland over yeah. Thanksgiving. We may see that here in just a minute. Let's see. Uh, uh, and we'll talk about Greenland in a minute. Hey, here is uh, VK9XY Christmas Island. That's the 14th through the 27th of November. Uh, they're going to be operating down there. Uh, Christmas Island, Cocos uh, Keeling Island. I think I've worked in before. Uh, there's Christmas Island is what it looks like right there. Uh, man, they got some big, uh, big crabs right there. Uh, let's see. Uh, okay, let's look at them on the map here. They are. We know where they are. They're just northwest of Australia there, uh, south of uh, uh, Vietnam and Thailand. What else is happening out there this week, DXYs or? The PRO, PR0T, Trinidad and Martin? Martim. I never heard of Martim. But uh, let's see, when are they going to be there? Oh, that's uh, Brazil, 16th through the 19th of November. That's going to be down, uh, I guess, near, near Brazil, probably. Let's look at pictures. We'll check their map out. Wow, beautiful picture there. Man, I want to go. Yeah. And here we are. And uh, again, that is that's off the coast of uh, Brazil uh, there. And what else we got going on DXYs this week? Well, what this week, starting this week and going all the way through Christmas, is, of course, they're going to have the usual Santa net. Yeah, yeah. If folks are interested in that one. That's kind of cool. I, I listen in uh, to the kids on the Santa Net. Uh, TO1. TO1. French Guiana. That, that's going to be uh, 25th, 26th. And we all know where French Guiana is. French Guiana. It's going to be, where is French Guiana? That's up on the northern, northern part of uh, South America. I can't pull their map up. For, there it is. There it is. So there's French, uh, French Guiana. It's up uh, on the north edge here of uh, South America. And we're getting the, uh, the XW4DX. 
layoffs. Oh, that'd be a good one. That would be a good one to work too. Uh, there you go, Glenn. You can set your new radio up right out of that little shelter right there and operate, man. I'm in. Yeah, yeah. You know, get me some Mai Tais and just sit back and rock on. Yep, yep. French Guiana. I thought we did French Guiana. We did. Why does that come back up? Because maybe a different station. It's supposed to be this guy. There's Laos. It's supposed to be Laos. Here we go. And Laos is going to be up again. Uh, let's see. Uh, I don't see a date. Uh, they'll see a, uh, no, 16th through the 27th of November. So yeah. uh, they're they're going to be there uh, another six days. So uh, check them out. Uh, now, if that's pure gold right there, I imagine you can just just hook you an antenna wire right to that with a tuner, and you could probably yeah, tune I'm that sure up. Yeah, I'm sure they'd love you. You could probably tune that up right there. You might get thrown I'm in jail, but you know. Yeah, you'd probably get thrown in jail or under the jail. That's, that's right, man. Now they're okay. I I know these guys right here. Yeah, I I know these guys. Yeah, they're the ones that uh, found the ants. They're the ones that saved. Yeah, look. Here, here, let me go back to here, here. We go. They're the ones right there that saved. Uh, 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 Huey and Louie right there, I think, when they crashed in uh, China, uh, yeah. the west, western desert there of China. So, yeah, that's the, that's the same group, I think, it, that they were picked up by right there. Uh, yeah. And where it is, there you go. It's right there just north of uh, Vietnam. So, all right. So that's what's going on DX-wise. I'm, I'm going to try this week. Well, this would be a good week just to try to work a little DX. And again, guys. Just hey, uh, just do a search for DX spots, and you'll come up with several. There's there's uh, four or five nice uh, search engines uh, just for DX spots, and uh, bookmark them. And uh, you can even filter for like 4W, you know, what 4W8X, whatever that was. You can actually put that in there, and it'll it'll tell you where they are, what frequency they're on, and if they're up five or or not, and so forth, and if they're on FT8 or sideband, uh, and it makes it much easier to work them. If you can hear them, you can probably work them. Just just stay uh, stay with them, stay consistent, and uh, you'll. Uh, uh, I think you'll work them here. Yeah, uh, and while we're on that subject, uh, we're getting close to the winter field day in January. Winter field day in January. Um, yeah. You gonna have one here soon, uh, Clint? I think it's the last weekend of January, and our local club is do it, talking about doing one. Okay. And I'm gonna be there this year, probably. Uh, we'll come down. We'll come down and visit and uh, see it. You know. Yeah. All right. But, uh, they're getting there. Isn't that usually the last weekend of January? The last weekend of January, yeah. All right. Let's Bitter see cold. Let's see what's going on in the chat room real quick. <laughs> yeah, just about everything is above Australia. I hadn't thought about that, you know. Except uh, 113 was flying below Australia for quite a while. Uh, let's see. Well, Bill Brown's talking about a ham push the button to fire off the initial Trinity nuclear blast, Don Miller, W9NPT. Oh, yeah? Yeah. yeah. Uh, according to Bill, he was a friend of his and a pioneer in slow scan and amateur television. 
Okay, well, I'll just check in the chat room out there. If you got any chat, guys, if you got any questions or comments, just put them in the chat room, and we'll uh, we'll try to we'll try to pick them out uh, for you right there. All right, hey, um, while we're at it, I want to give you an update on where we are with W5KB113, guys. And uh, I got I got a picture here, and. Uh, W5KB113 has been flying now for, actually been flying for 411 days now. It's pretty much stalled uh, between the, the lower tip of uh, India and the east coast of Africa near Somalia. And uh, if you check the winds out right there, uh, the winds are actually showing up one mile per hour in that area. One mile an hour, five miles, seven miles, but I kind of think we're in a one mile per one mile per area, one mile per hour area there. Typically, well, they're just waiting out the the storm. I think the ants have uh, probably put the brakes on. They're in a holding pattern right now because you know, as we travel east, you can see what's out there. I got some arrows there pointing. There are yeah, hundreds. That don't look good. There are hundreds of storms there with cloud tops above 45,000 feet. Uh, each of those little reds are above 45,000 feet. And, uh, well, I won't say they're all above 45,000, but there's a lot of them above 45,000 feet here. We're only yeah. flying at 47,000, and I think if we went over a 45-plus-thousand-foot storm, it could get sucked down. These things are very uh, delicate and... Uh, and uh, although 113 has flown through two hurricanes, I, I think almost right through them uh, off the coast of uh, uh, off the coast of western Mexico, and then the the other one in the Gulf, and made it. Uh, it could be a storm like this could bring it down. So uh, the jet streams are actually quite a bit higher. The jet stream from that dot, the jet stream is probably six or seven hundred miles uh, north of there and there's also another jet stream it's probably six or eight hundred miles south of there so we're kind of stuck between the jet streams and i'm glad we want that storm to pass so i'm they're glad fine we're kind of in a holding at. pattern there guys because that uh, that really scares me and yeah you know we've had a great flight 411 days you can't really Wish for anything much better, but uh, no, if we can get beautiful. through, if we can get through these storms and get into a decent path, uh, you know, uh, maybe we can fly another couple hundred days. You know, it'd be yeah. cool. It'd be cool if we can, if we can meet, beat, uh, you know, hit 200 days. Uh, let's let's look at it on. Uh, let's look at it on um, on APRS. So. That's a little bit cleaner right here on APR, so where it is. You can see it's kind of halfway between Somalia and Sri Lanka right there. And let's just check it out right here. So we're at 47,734 feet, and uh, it's just stalled right here, man. It's kind of, it kind of went in a circle for a little while, and it's just, it's just sitting there, but I guess that's good. Yep, yeah, just waiting for the bad stuff to yeah. clear out, and then they'll move on. 
we're not sure how much how many uh, more supplies we have left aboard the thing we may have to send up a, a resupply mission later I don't know and uh, we'll talk about we'll talk about a resupply mission a little later right now yeah sugar cubes for the ants yes yeah we had quite a stack of sugar cubes for the ants there uh, and um, you know in fact uh, Let's see. I don't know. I, let's see. Do I have a picture with any sugar cubes? Yeah, that, that, there's a picture there. They were, that's Huey, Dewey, and Louie. They were rescued once. You see all the little sugar cubes in the water right there? If you look close. So yeah, they had plenty. They had they had plenty there. Uh, yeah. I don't think they had any left on that flight there. All right. Oh. Uh, well, Tom, have you had a chance to do any more of that battery research from last week? Well, you know, let's talk about that. You know, Brett put me on the 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 nickel uh, metal hydride. Nickel metal hydrate. And uh, I'll order some. I'll order some. Look, look at here. There you go. Oh, you got the colored ones. Okay. These are the these are the double A. But man they're heavy. They weigh uh, the double the double A weighs in at twelve grams each, so it's going to take three of them. That's thirty six grams, and our normal uh, normal weight of our flight is a total of seven point eight grams. You know, uh, actually one thirteen is heavy because we put a lot of additional equipment on one thirteen, which is flying right now, and it weighs eighteen a total of eighteen grams. But three of these batteries. Adds 30, 36 more grams, or 12, yeah, 12, 36 more grams. So what I've done, and look, these are these are 1100, 1100 milliamp, 12 grams. Now I didn't realize it, uh, Brett, but I had some, I had some of these already. Uh, I had the, I had some 400 milliamp nickel metal, what is it, hydrate, whatever you call them, hydride, hydride. Uh, I had I had some of the, some 400 AA 400s here. These weigh in at uh, nine nine grams, so nine grams versus uh, uh, 12 grams. Yeah. Now, but I'm going from 1100 milliamp hours to 400. 400 milliamp hours should run me six or seven hours, which would be good if I could do that uh, during the dark. Now what I've done, I, I also researched and I, I found some two-thirds size double A's. So I've ordered some two-thirds size, meaning they're two-thirds the size of, of this double A, so they're smaller, uh, and they're 400, they were 400 milliamp hour too. So I should have those in the next day or two, and uh, I'll weigh them. Uh, it's just... Um, and we'll have to do our test in our in our cold cold box, and we'll have to bring them down to about a minus 40 uh, Celsius, and uh, see if they'll charge and see if they'll discharge at that temperature. Well, and that was the thing. How did the temperature work out on everything you saw? Because you said the specs were kind of conflicting. Yeah, you know, I I just don't believe it. We're gonna have to test it. Um, a couple of the specs on the the uh, NIMH batteries, it showed zero, down to zero charging and zero and above to discharge. So I don't know. And then some of them showed a little lower. That one showed minus 40, but 
I, I don't know if I believe that or not. We're not going to fly them if 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 our cold test shows they don't work. We, we're not going to we're not going to fly them because that would add way uh, too much weight to uh, to it. But uh, we'll bring in our cold box and all of our uh, uh, temperature sensors, and we'll put them in there. We'll put some batteries in there. We'll put some dry ice in there, and um, we'll plot the temperature as a temp and we'll uh, we'll have uh, charging current on say three batteries, and we'll have discharge on three batteries going off at the same time. We'll put the dry ice in here, and we'll try to plot as quickly as we can. We'll try to plot the uh, temperature as it goes down and what the charge charge current and uh, discharge current might be. I know that's not a real scientific way, but uh, it, it, it gives us an idea of how the battery will work at that temperature, you know. Uh, and the thing about the dry ice, it takes it down really fast. So uh, we found last time, we, if we vented the box, if we vented the box, you know, where it could get some air in there, we could kind of slow the temperature down and kind of regulate the temperature a little bit. So uh, we don't have anything fancy here. It's just a little cold box that we... Uh, uh, we we put uh, dry ice uh, in. So yeah, now, yeah. Tom, Bill is said double A's or are they uh, if you try triple A's? Well, these are triple A's. Oh, okay. These are triple A's, and, and I've got uh, these are triple A's again. This one's nine grams. These colored ones are these eleven hundred milliamps. They're twelve grams. So nine times three is twenty-seven. Uh, 1223 is 36, pretty heavy. I did order the two thirds AAA size. So I'm guessing, I don't know, two thirds AAA. So I don't yeah, know. Now, you take, Bill, that, take that 12 down, two thirds. You know. Yeah, now Bill is saying VK3 KCL has found a low temperature LiPo that's apparently truly low temperature. And he got his balloon to operate all night long. And well, uh, yeah. he's going to check out and uh, email and get the information for us. All right. Uh, I uh, I had some people send me some uh, supposedly uh, low-temperature uh, LiPo batteries, and they did not work, but maybe these are different. Now, if uh, you want to launch one, we can use my call sign. I actually have a crew of fleas that have been in training oh, really? for the last six months. Well, we, and, we can. Uh, they're itching see, to go. We can do that. that. Well, we can, and we can also. I mean, uh, W W5 KUB actually went down after 300. And let's see. So that one's not flying anymore. I can use that call again. Uh, it let's see, balloon. It went down after 320 days. Uh, it, it was quite a good flight, but. Uh, uh, we thought it uh, transmitted once, so we were keeping that call sign open. And we've been watching that call sign every day, even up till today, in case it comes yeah. back alive. But I think it's been down long enough now that we know it's not going to come back. Probably you know? not, yeah. But yeah. yeah, I've got a crew training up. They're ready to go. Yeah, yeah. So we can we can do another launch, and this is the right time of year to do one. Yeah, yeah. Uh uh, let's see. You know, I thought about everything Mike was talking about uh, TXCOs. Uh, I, I, I've got so much stuff in my junk closet. Uh, if you guys 
well, many of you probably don't know this, but many of the old uh, radios we used to have back many, many, many years ago had crystals with uh, crystal ovens uh, in them. And yep. uh, oh, yeah. uh, I've got uh, I've got some little small crystal ovens. It's just a little, looks like a little Formica uh, wafer with a little little wire in it, you know, and and uh, it's got a little thermostat uh, or it's got some little contacts, I guess, bimetal that will make and break, you know, as it reaches temperature. I thought about trying to even implement something like uh, a heater like that with the batteries. Of course, it would draw down the batteries and it would probably be uh, quite a draw, you know, on, on the batteries. So I've looked at uh, things like, uh, I've, I've looked at things like the the heating heating element. Uh, I don't know. It's a uh, it's an interesting issue, interesting problem we've got. Well, there. you know, the last time I looked in your parts closet, you had a small fusion reactor in there. Yeah, there is one in there. In fact, uh, I, you know, I I told you guys, I in, in, we've been researching for a battery for for years, and uh, I did find an atomic battery. Uh, there's a company in Miami that sells an atomic battery but uh, we need we need about 50 milliamps of current and that thing it, it put out less than a milliamp I mean it was it was small plus it cost like a thousand dollars you know so that's not something that's not something yeah, I'm not sure the weight to power ratio is in our yeah, favor yeah yeah you know it may have a big flux capacitor on it I have no idea what was on that thing man yeah. All right. Hey, I want to show you guys something. Um, show you something here. Uh, it's kind of a neat deal. Uh, you may have seen it on a show maybe last year. I just pulled it off the shelf today and used it and checked something. And I want to show you to you again. It's kind of neat. Um, this is a um, a component tester. Let me let me pull it up here and let you, let you see a picture of it here uh, if I can. Let's see. Um, well, well, wait, before I do that, let me, let me do this. Uh, uh, no, I don't do that. There we go. Uh, uh, Doc or Don on here, uh, told me about this last week in the chat room. Innovato Quadra. Innovato Quadra. And I ordered one. And this is what it looks like right there, right there in the center. You can see the, you can see it. It's a complete computer, you know. It's about. They're already sold out. It's about four inches square. They got more, I think. This particular. I'm sure. Yeah, it's got uh, in, in the bundle I got. Uh, it it includes uh, all the the ham where like your your uh, what do you call it? Like a clock. What what do you call a clock? Ham clock. It's got a ham clock, you know. It's got the, it's got the, um, you know, the the gray gray line, the darkness. You can see it right there. Anyway, so it's got a lot of little accessories with it. Stand with it. Uh, this this thing's got it's got uh, t uh, several USB ports. It's got Ethernet port. It's got uh, uh, it's Wi-Fi. It's got HDMI. Uh, it's 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 pretty cool and. Uh, so it's basically a Raspberry Pi, um, only a different form factor. Yeah, yeah. And uh, 
you know, I just ordered it just for the uh, the ham. What do you got? The ham clock bundle right here just to play with it. Now, I will say this. Uh, I've got, guys, I've got a Geo. I've got a Geocron. Geocron, yeah, I got I've one got too. A, I've got a Geocron here. And, uh, you know, I won this at, uh, I won this at uh, Huntsville one year. I've used it very little. Uh but it's got the clock in it and everything, you know, the the map and and so forth. But this thing costs like four hundred and fifty bucks if you buy it. And uh, this uh, this new um, uh, Quadra here is like forty nine bucks, and it does the same thing basically. So um, anyway, I ordered it. I have it. I will have it tomorrow, and uh, we'll we'll look at it next week on the show. And we'll, uh, we'll 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 see what it does and play with it a little bit, but yeah, uh, you know, have a little that's sort of similar to that. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, got it. Let me get here you on there. the screen. This is a yeah. uh, this this is called a cube box. And uh -huh. This is sort of like a Raspberry Pi, but they put it in a, they put it in a cube. And uh, the great thing about this one is that it has a little SD card slot. You can put any operating system you want in it. So you're not limited to the, you know, one version of Linux that comes with something. Yeah. I've run it, run it as a free BSD server of all things, you know, running B, original BSD Unix, which, uh, which is a, a very solid operating system. And it runs great. So I can yeah. use this like a little network appliance. Well, this one, uh, this one also, ha it has internal memory. It has uh, the operating system installed, but uh, it does have a, a uh, uh, port where you can put in another SD card uh, if you want to. Uh, you can change the software out and so forth, but uh, write your own software. Uh, um, it's got a browser in it. Uh, ham, it's got the ham radio stuff. Um, you know, the specs are: it's a uh, this is a uh, quad core, quad core, 64 bit, 1.7 gig. Uh, it's got two gigabytes of, uh, I guess, RAM. 16 gigabytes of ROM. Ethernet connection, 100 megabit. It's got Wi-Fi built in it. Uh, it's got a micro uh, SD slot, USB ports. It's got both, uh, let's see, total two extend two ports to four with upgrade kit. Of course, you could put a, a hub, uh, you know, a, a USB hub on there, but it's got two ports on it. Uh, you can add Bluetooth to it. It does have standard HDMI on it. Runs on five volts. Uh, let's see. Heatsink included, enclosure included. Now, when you compare it with a Raspberry Pi, uh, the board here is 45, uh, 35 versus, say, 45 for the Pi. Uh, the case on this one's included. Uh, the heatsink's included. Uh, SD card not needed uh, to run. HDMI cables included. Power adapters included. It's already put together. I don't know what the pies. Uh, a lot of people are saying the pies are getting really expensive now. People are paying over a hundred dollars. Do you know, uh, Brett, what's going on with the price of the pie? 
I don't know if it's a supply chain issue or whatever. Maybe it's just because of the, this is an arm, uh, the, the one you're showing there is an ARM V8, which is the next generation of ARM chips. And those are more expensive too. Oh. That might have something to do with it. Okay. Well, I knew you'd know because I don't know, man. I well, while we're showing off new toys. Yeah. This one is mine. What is it? This is a Trig Key Green G3. It is a Intel hey, I, I, I know what. I, hey, is that the thing that sweeps the floor? Yes. Oh man. No. Uh, this is a quad core uh, Intel CPU, two point eight gig. It's got a graphics GPU, uh, sixteen gig of RAM. Uh, it's got an onboard uh, SSD and a SATA drive in it. No fans and. It's got like four network ports, a couple USB ports, you know, it's all self-contained. And this is my new Windows 11 system that needs to come up on the desk as soon as I get some time. What, you're telling me that's your new Windows 11 computer you've been that's talking gonna about? That's going to be my new Windows 11 computer I've been talking about, yes. All this time, you've been holding out on me. Yes, sir. Man. All right. Well, get that thing on. You need to get it on air, man. It's you ready know? to go. Get it going. I hope to have it up soon. All right. Well, hey, before we run out of time, I did want to show everybody this other device I've got here. I want to talk a little about it. Uh, uh, I found this on eBay, and there's so much electronic stuff on eBay, power supplies and test equipment and at, at really cheap prices. I, mean, I don't know how they make some of this stuff so cheap. Probably with labor that they don't pay anything for, but I, I don't, I'm not sure. But anyway, I want to show you this little uh, device here. Now, I put it, here's where I need a 3D printer. I put it, uh, guys, uh, you're not seeing through it. It's, it's, got a, it's got a green screen on it here, so you're not seeing anything. Let me do this. Let me give you a different camera shot of it, and uh, there we go. There we go. Okay. All right. So, so guys, uh, I had a little plastic box that I put it in. It's it's really it's really nothing. It's just a little little box. I got about mounted a card in there, and just the batteries in there loose, and um, uh, I just want to get it in a, in a box, but. Uh, and I did a very poor job cutting the, the hole out, as you can see right there. Maybe uh, I can get someone with a 3D printer to make me a nice box. But this thing will test unknown parts and tell you what they are. And I want to show you how cool this thing is as far as, boy, I don't know if you can see it, if you're going to be able to see this or not. Any part you put in here, it's going to tell you and identify what it is. For instance, let's put in a transistor. I've got a transistor here, and it's an old transistor. And I'm going to put it in uh, the first three slots here. One, one, two, if I can get it in there. I'll get it here in a minute. Get it in a minute and try to get them. There we go. All right, so... Well, I'm having trouble getting the wires in there right. Okay, I think I got it in. And we're going to clo close that on them. 
I'm going to hit the test button. I guess I got all three leads in. Okay. I don't know if you can see it or not, but it tells me, it tells me that that's a PNP transistor. And look, it even identifies, uh, it even identifies what pin is what of this, or what leg of this transistor is, is what. Yeah, what I like is it's telling you the gain. Yeah, it's telling, it's, it, it, it's hard to see there. I need a better, it's telling the gain and it's telling, it, it, HFE is 57 and the UF is 685 um, MV, I guess it's marketable. But you've got, uh, you've got uh, like uh, position uh, pins one, two, and three here. You can actually look at this and you can see what the, the lead here is in pin one, that's the collector. The lead is in number two here is the base and so forth. Let's check something else out. That was just a typical PNP transistor. Let's check something else here. Uh, here's a resistor. I've got a resistor right here. I think these these are uh, some resistors I got in the military. I think that's a precision. If I'm not mistaken, it's 100 ohm, but I don't know. But we're going to stick it in here, and we're going to measure it. So I put it in 1 and 2, and I, I'm going to turn it on. I've got it in position 1 and 2 there. We're going to turn it on. It should be around 100 ohm, I think. It says testing. Oh, it's, okay, it's a thousand ohm. All right, here's what it's testing. It's showing 900. Uh, I need to get a better. Let's see if I can get it. Yeah, the cool thing about those is I use them exclusively because you can't see the color code on these tiny resistors. Oh, yeah, anymore. yeah. Yeah, and I, I, and I tell you, Glenn, I, you know, I grew up in a TV radio shop all, all yeah. my youth, and I, I, you know, I can still read resistor color code today. But, but now you're starting to get these resistors with four and five and six stripes on them, you know, and it's completely changed of what it was back. And the colors are yeah. not very clear as compared to the old colors and, that we had. And, back and in sometimes, the day. and sometimes I even have trouble, you know, which ends to start in, don't them, you know. But right. anyway, so hey, I put a resistor in. You know, it, it told me we got a PNP transistor here. I put a resistor in. It's telling me it's 990.5 ohms. I got it connected yeah. between one and two. If I'd actually connected that between slots one and three, it would have showed me one and three here. Right. Let's put something else in there. Um, and the cool thing is, like with the diode, it shows you the polarity on the diode. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's very very handy. Here Same is a LED. here is a capacitor. I think this is a hundred picofarad. Let me get it in there. Yeah, that's the other thing on the codes. They've gone to those numeric codes with the. All right, there's a uh, hundred There's a hundred picofarad. I've got in there and. Boy, it's really washed out. I don't know if you guys can, let's see, can barely see it. I don't have it. Oh, I don't have it plugged in good. Let me get it plugged but in. The thing is, when they went to those numerics, now I need a little cross-reference chart to figure out where, how many zeros it's got. Yeah. All right. So I've got this one in. We're testing uh, 100 picofarad. Oh, look at there. It's telling me that that is a 94 picofarad. So it's actually telling me it's a capacitor across the top up here. And it's telling me the value. Let's try, let's try a transistor. What kind of transistor would this be? I know that that's a BS170, so I know that's, I know what that is. That's going to be a MOSFET. Let's see if what it says about a MOSFET. So I'm going to put it in the first three slots here. First three slots. Try to get it in here. I'm about wore this thing out. There we go. I'm going to clamp that. Clamp it down on there, and then I'm going to hit the test button. 
I know that's a MOSFET. And it comes back and it says that's an in-channel MOSFET. And look at there. It tells me the drain is on uh, terminal 1, the, the gate's on 2, and the source is on 3. It identifies the leads for me. It tells me. Uh, it even identified the little diode in it. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's uh, that's pretty cool. Uh, trying to get, yeah. Look at that. Okay, let's do one more transistor. That was a MOSFET. Now here's one here. Uh, I know what it is. This is not your standard transistor, but uh, well, the standard is not one I use a lot. But I'm putting it in there. I'm gonna clamp it down. I'm gonna hit plus, uh, plus, uh, test. And this is going to be a, this is an in-channel JFET. Look at that, an in-channel JFET, an FET. It tells me again, the drain, the gate, the source. Uh, it gives me a lot of information. This little thing right here is so cool that it can identify just about any kind of, of, of device like that and actually tell you the, the value of it. So... It's, will it uh, recognize things like zeners? And it, it will do. I can put a zener in there, and it'll say it's a 5.1-volt zener and so forth. Uh, I've got a web page here. I, I looked it up today, so let me put it on here, and I'll show you. Well, let me see if I can find it here. Live stream by. But I think those uh, testers are just so cool. I picked up a new one in Huntsville. Yeah, yeah. And uh, really happy with them. Uh, let me pull this up. Okay, here we go. Here we go. So let me show you here. Okay. So. There it is. There's one right there. $11. Yep. You can see how it comes, uh, you, and you can see how it uh, how it looks right there. Eleven bucks, man. You can't you can't beat that thing, man. For, yeah, but if you, you know. look, you can also find them with the case. Oh uh, yeah, I'm sure I'm sure you can. Another five, six, sure. seven bucks. There's, there's different ones. Look, there's an eleven dollar, thirteen dollar, fourteen dollar. Yeah. They're all the same. Yeah, and then you normally you know some of them. Well, that one there has free. That shipping. one is uh, looks like it got a different button down to bottom right, but it's seventeen. But look. I can tell you it's the same thing. It's the same thing. It's the same thing, yeah. But I love the ones with the little case and everything. So, I yeah. bet you, I don't know, this could be the same thing, 25. Yeah, it's just got a case. Yeah. Now, what happens if you put in something like a resonant circuit? What if you have a coil and a capacitor? I tried I tried to put a coil in there earlier. Oh, a, let's do a capacitor. Let me get a... Yeah. Oh, yeah, we did a capacitor already. Uh, I, I put, I put a inductor... I want, I've got some little inductors I wound over there, and I did put the inductor in here uh, just to see if it would read inductance. Uh, it, it actually reported resistance. It said like 0.1. Yeah, but a resonant circuit, yeah. it might, because it can detect a capacitor, you know it does feed some AC through it. Yeah, when I just put but, that, when I just put the coil in there, it just gave me the, basically the uh, resistance of the, the yeah. opinion, or the resistance of it, 0.1 uh, ohm or something like that, so... So it would probably report a high resistance capacitor kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. 
So anyway, so hey guys, uh, hey, I, we're almost at 9.30. Let me just make another uh, quick announcement here to everybody out there listening on International Shortwave on uh, WBCQ 7490. We're glad to have you. Uh, this show is Amateur Radio Roundtable. It's a show about ham radio, amateur radio. We're glad you joined us. Uh, if you're listening on WBCQ Shortwave, you can tune in to show Tuesday nights at uh, 9 p.m. Eastern. 9 p.m. Eastern, just by going to W5KUB.com, W5KUB.com. Thanks, everybody. Hey, join our Facebook group. It's called W5KUB, Facebook W5KUB, and join our Facebook group. Um, and I'll just say good night to everybody out there. Thanks for joining us tonight. It's time uh, for us to sign off shortwave. We've got a two-hour slot, and uh, we have reached our two hours on shortwave tonight. 73, everybody. Good night out there. All right. And we will go ahead and we want to say good night to everybody on, on the video here. Good night. 73 to everybody. See you later. And uh, see you next week.